Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladykins, kitty girls, and legendary legends. It's time for another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. And it is my pleasure, as Alec Mappa, to introduce to you Emmy-nominated makeup artist, Lonnie Love. (laughs) Hello, Alec. This is episode seven of All Stars. I'm excited to get into it, but how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. Um, We are pre-recording this episode, and today... While we're recording this, Lonnie, is Judy Garland's 100th birthday. Wow. Yeah, it's so exciting. You know how she's super important to the LGBTQ community. She died in 1969. And on that day, a bunch of drag queens and trans women and gay men and women were gathered in the Stonewall Bar in the village in New York City to mourn. They were grieving. And on that night, the cops came in to rough them up, which is what they regularly did. Mm -hmm. And on this day, the queens were not having it. A bunch of drag queens and trans women all fought back, and the riot went on for three days, and that was the birth of the modern LGBTQ movement, which we now know as Pride. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Have you ever met Liza? Have you met Liza? or uh, Of a- course any of the I've children? met Liza. Oh, Just really? Wonderful. I want to hear a Liza story. Oh, I love goodness. your celebrity stories. It was a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I forgot where it was, but it was in L.A. Yeah. somewhere. Uh-huh. And she came in and, you know, she has that elegance about her. Oh, mm-hmm. hello, honey. Oh, yeah. Hello, yeah, yeah. And I was just so excited to meet her. Just a lovely woman. She was married at the time. Yes. To- David Guest, that yes. marriage that lasted for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He was there with her. You know, oh, I said, my. hi, how you doing? But I was just uh, pleased to meet her. I was just yeah. over the moon. So. Very exciting. And also, Britney Spears got married. And (gasps) I think that's just wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Brit Brit. She had a wonderful wedding. Uh, Yeah. On a Thursday was, oh gosh, was it a big wedding? It was a very intimate wedding. It was about Mm. 75 people. She got married to her fiance. He's very handsome. Very, very handsome and Mm. young. 28 years old. (gasps) I don't even know how old Britney is. Because in my head, she's always 1999 Britney. She's always, oops, I did it again, Britney. So she's in her 40s? Yes. And you know Mm. what? This happened after, of course, she got let go, you know, in her conservatorship. Yes. The wedding was fabulous. It was a horse-drawn carriage. It was like a (gasps) fantasy wedding. Uh, Madonna was there. Selena Gomez. Paris Hilton. And she looked so wonderful. The pictures are wonderful. And her mom and dad were not invited. Oh, and her sister. That's where um, we insert the shade um, sound. The uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and something interesting happened too at her wedding. Right before the ceremony, her ex Jason Alexander, who she was married to for about fifty-five hours. Yes, uh, he came in on he live streamed. He just tried to bust in and crash her wedding, (gasps) and he ended up getting arrested. And then she had her wedding. A girl's wedding will go on. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was on the Instagrams this morning, and I did see a wedding (laughs) photograph that did feature her with Paris Hilton and Madonna Mm -hmm. and Drew Barrymore. So it looked very exciting. Congratulations Congratulations. to Britney. Congratulations. But 
back to the matter at hand. We're here to talk about episode seven. Yes. So what are we going to talk about, Lonnie? Well, you know what? We are talking about the legendary looks inspired by RuPaul. We're going to see the finished looks on the runway. We're going to have the lip sync and, of course, the blocking. But mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just get right on into the episode, shall we, Alec? Let's get into it, Lonnie Love. All right. Now, the top two last week were the Vivian and Evie, and then the Vivian won and blocked Jinx. Now, they're starting to have a little rivalry, right? They are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been a lot of... Well, I noticed something in watching the episode last night. This season doesn't really have a villain. Yes. It doesn't have a Fifi O'Hara. It doesn't have a, a Diabetti. But there is kind of strategy involved in this season, and there does seem to be some tension between Jinx Monsoon and the Vivian. Yeah, and so Jinx was not happy to be blocked again, but Mm -hmm. she wasn't surprised. The Vivian was mad because she was blocked from getting a star Mm -hmm. because Jinx had blocked her. And Jinx had no sympathy for it because it happened to her and to Trinity, so they were blocked. Now, Jinx thought that the Vivian wouldn't block her since they were on the same team together. So it's really getting competitive, and we're starting to get these rivalries. You know, yeah. and we're halfway through, and there is two hundred thousand dollars at stake. Definitely, two hundred thousand dollars. They all want to win it. I think that what happened here. I feel like I'm the principal, the high school principal. <laughs> I will in the tell office, it, principal. Listening to both sides of the story, mm-hmm. and to me, it sounds as if Jinx expected loyalty from the Vivian because they were on the same team. Yes, and when she did not get that loyalty, she felt a little pushed. And that's what Meanwhile, happened. the one that should be angry about everything, I agree with you, is Trinity. Because Trinity's been going around helping everybody. And she didn't get a star from anybody. She hasn't gotten a little extra help. But I honestly think that's because she's a fierce competitor and nobody wants to help her. <laughs> well, exactly. And, you know, we will see that. Now, Jinx is the first queen to win three challenges two stars and get blocked twice this season. Jinx <sighs> says that it will be hard for her not to block the Vivian moving forward because now they have this like rivalry and it's just yeah. something that's happening but I don't want these two queens to forget that you have six other people that can right. sneak in and win. Like if they become too focused on each other you're saying they're going to miss kind of other shenanigans going around them and somebody else might pull ahead. But you said something earlier in one of the earlier podcasts that each week, especially with this group, it's Mm -hmm. anybody's game. Yeah. Because the challenges keep changing week after week after week. And so they could play to somebody's strengths and somebody's weaknesses in the following week. It could change completely. So that's what I believe the queens forget. See, they don't know what the next challenge will be. So you're if you're basing everything, all of your emotions on what happened for that particular challenge, you're mm-hmm. not thinking, well, what's going to happen in the future? And then look at all of the queens and then base right. your block on all of the queens. That's how I would look at it. But right. there's this rivalry that's happening between mm-hmm. the Vivian and Jinx. It would be like for you, if you were a drag queen on the show and you had like six weeks of stand-up challenges and you slayed all of them. And then the following week, it was singing. (laughs) (laughs) I would lose all the way. I would tell you, I was like, ooh, Lonnie's not going to win. Not going to win at all. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this week's challenge was very interesting because the show turned into Project Runway. (laughs) The maxi challenge, right? The maxi challenge. When RuPaul entered, this time she wasn't dressed as MC Hammer. She didn't have the hammer (laughs) pants this time. She was Resort Ru. (laughs) Resort Ru with the all white and then, you know, the coat. (laughs) She was Club Med Ru, right? Like, she was like in white pants and sandals and kind of almost like an Indian print. It was really, really beautiful. (laughs) It's like that all you could eat cruise buffet. (laughs) Yeah. You go on a lot of vacations. I stalk you on your Instagram. And every time you're someplace glamorous, I'm like, where is she now? I love it. Yeah, what's your favorite vacation? Where where do you love to go? Anywhere where there's drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. You know, I love the Caribbean, though. I love, you know, because yeah. I usually only get to actually go on holiday when the industry is shut down, which is usually right. around the holidays. So I yes. usually go warmer places. What about yourself? Yeah. Caribbean. I love Hawaii. I went there for New Year's. <gasps> I went there for New Year's. It was so beautiful. You know how they have the fireworks yeah. all over the island. It kind of reminded me of Compton because it was like so many. It was like gunshots and it was fire and it was. I was like, I feel at home. I feel. I feel at home. All the explosive sounds around me make me feel as if I'm in Compton, even though I'm in Honolulu. Now, um. <laughs> Back to Resort Row. She uh, talked about this week's maxi challenge, yes. which is... Well, she says that the queens must create a legendary look inspired by one of his classic looks. Now, most of them were made by the multi-Emmy-winning, award-winning designer Zaldi. Do, have you met Zaldi? I've met Zaldi. Zaldi's Filipino, <gasps> like me. <gasps> FYI. All right. A little fun fact. Zaldi is an incredible designer, has been... I mean, you think about it, has designed all of Rue's looks Mm. for every single show. I mean, that's an impossible task. But in addition to designing for Rue, Zaldi was the main designer for Gwen Stefani's fashion line, Lamb, designed costumes for Lady Gaga's tour, Mm -hmm. uh, designed, I believe, for Katy Perry's show, in Vegas. What? Uh, yeah, is an incredible, incredible designer. But most importantly, he's Filipino, so he's family. <laughs> so maybe if I... <laughs> We're probably related. It's a very small country. Now, when we talk about the runway looks, okay, mm-hmm. I was trying to do a little math just to impress yeah. you, Alec. There have okay, been 14 seasons of Drag Race, right? So that's yeah. a look for each episode for each season but there have been different number of episodes but that's been over 190 runway looks wow and we're not even talking about all stars because that's at least six to eight different episodes so that's another 64 looks for the run so i would say you know and then you got all the other drag race episodes and shows Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. zaldi has done over 300 400 looks for rupaul oh my god he he must be exhausted (laughs) 
I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm trying to remember some of my favorite RuPaul looks. Do you remember the Hello Kitty challenge from season seven? I believe that was a season with Violet Tchotchke and Pearl yes. and Trixie Mattel. So they mm-hmm. had to do a Hello Kitty thing. And Rue came out in this beautiful kind of pinkish gown. And she oh. had this amazing white wig oh. that had a, like a bow and bangs cut across. Uh-huh. I love that look. Oh. And this season, she's done so many amazing looks. I mean, just beautiful. I don't know how Rue keeps that figure going. I've never seen him eat. N- never. Never. And just a lovely, lovely person. If you have not mm-hmm. met RuPaul, go to the next DragCon and see RuPaul because yeah. he is just phenomenal. The sweetest mm-hmm. person you could ever want. So now, okay, there are eight looks and there are eight queens. And it's funny how the math works out. See, I'm an mm-hmm. engineer. Can't you tell? Mm-hmm. Eight looks, eight queens. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, because the Vivian won last week, he gets to pick the RuPaul first look. So there are eight looks. So the Vivian picks the Desby Awards. Do you remember that one, Alec? It was the one where it's almost like she looks like a bunny rabbit, but it's kind of like a, it's a gold gown, but there's a bow tied at the top that looks like two bunny ears. I'm making it sound kind of goofy, but it's very, it's a very elegant, very metallic gown. Trinity chose the season eight promo. They do those promos every year Mm -hmm. for YouTube and Mm -hmm. for the social medias where they have a scenario. And in this one, it was a beauty parlor. This was the Bob the Drag Queen season. And Rue had almost kind of like a baby doll dress that was blue and sparkly. It was like a Tiffany blue. Yeah. And it had gloves, of course, very, very high heels and a bow at the top. So cute. And then Monet... Got the face Keeney. I was like, okay. Explain that look, Alec. Face Keeney. It's, you know, Lee Bowery, who is a British artist and drag queen in London, kind of pioneered this look where the entire face would be covered and the lips would be showing. It was kind of a thing. I'd never heard of it as a face Keeney before, but that was the look. (laughs) And one week, Rue wore the face Keeney. Mm -hmm. And it was for that episode where Monet exchanged that lip sync against Dusty Ray Bottoms. Was it to a a Nicki Minaj song where she pretended like she was going to jump and she didn't? It was to Pound the Alarm by Nicki Minaj. Yeah. (laughs) And and she wore the face kini. I'm not into the face kini, but there was a scandal when Rue wore that because on the social medias Mm -hmm. they were saying that that wasn't her. (gasps) They thought it was someone else on the social. They thought it was somebody else. But who else? Who else could it be? Who else could it be? It was Lonnie Love. Let me clear (laughs) up. No, it was Lonnie Love was behind that face (laughs) kini in that episode. That's that's the rumor I'm going to (laughs) spread. Okay. Next we have Shay. She got season five sugar ball. Beautiful. Rue says this was her favorite gown, and it's a full length, and of course it comes into her 10-inch waist. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's so tiny around the waist, and it was almost like a purple leopard print. Yes. Full length gown, and it's beautiful. Very, very beautiful beautiful. dress. Uh, Jada Essence Hall had the VH1 Divas 2000 attributed to Diana Ross. Oh, we know. Mm. (sighs) Gold. Wow, Gold. Gold. Uh, you you told me your Diana Ross story, mm-hmm. uh, meeting her. How exciting! I saw Diana Ross at the Hollywood Bowl, and she would change outfits every three songs. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting so far back that we could see the back of the stage. And after her last encore, we saw her get into a limo and leave. And people were still <laughs> chanting, "Come back, come back!" 
fuck? And I was like, no, she's gone. She's got stuff to no, do. No, when the boss is gone, she's gone. I had to host the Essence Festival, which is a huge festival. Yes. In July. Uh, like down a in girl's New trip. Yeah. Yeah. The girl's trip. And I was, was it just like the movie? It was just like the movie. I was the main stage host. So it's three big nights. 50,000 people. Diana oh Ross was God. the main headliner that Sunday yeah. night. And that's when I got to party with Diana. As she, I mean, to be over 75 years old and know all of her songs. She's yeah. up there dancing, having a good time. Like you said, every three songs she changes yeah. It was just phenomenal. So I love some Diana Ross. So that was Me Jadis. too. Um, Me too. And and people forget like what a groundbreaker <sighs> she was. Like what a groundbreaking entertainer she is and and how she there'd be no Beyonce without Diana Ross, Mm-mm. original girl group star and I was flying back from Massachusetts this week and one of the movies that they had on was Lady Sings the Blues. Oh. Have you seen that? Where yes. she plays Billie Holiday? She was nominated for an Oscar for yeah. Lady Sings the Blues. And Liza Minnelli ended up winning for Cabaret. Um, and do you know why? <laughs> a little bit of trivia. Yes, well, I'm going to take yes. a little left turn here. Now, when you're campaigning to win an Oscar, mm-hmm. it is customary to advertise in Variety and to start a campaign. Yes. In the 70s, in 1974, 1973 specifically, that wasn't being done yet. But Barry Gordy did it for Diana Ross. Started buying up all these ad space and variety. And because it hadn't been done before, voters were put off. (gasps) They thought it was a little pushy. They thought it was like... And so it affected her chances of winning. It's an incredible, incredible performance. Look at you with the facts. Come through. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge Diana Ross fan. And also that was featured in the book, Call Her Miss Ross, which is an amazing tell-all. All All right. Who's next? Evie Oddly. She got Supermodel of the World. Remember that dress? Mm -hmm. It was the very first video that RuPaul ever did. And it is two different lengths. It is a red dress that is short in the front and long in the back. She has this long tulle train, and she had that platinum blonde hair that was piled up in the oh. 90s supermodel oh. look. It's beautiful. Just it's beautiful. beautiful. Then yeah. Jinx got Drag Race Down Under promo. Which was a purple dress. Yes. It's a purple dress, and it is kind of a sheath gown. It's really, really beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. dress. And then last yeah. but not least, now this was interesting because Raja... The Vivian got to pick first, and then Raja mm-hmm. was saying, wow, I really want to go second. I hope I get picked mm-hmm. because Raja wanted the red. She wanted the supermodel of the world. Yes. But yes. nobody picked Raja because it was basically like the Vivian, and then the Vivian picked Trinity. Then Trinity could pick someone. So Raja ended being dead last, and she yeah. got the born naked promo. Right, which is kind of a white nude illusion kind of bodysuit mm-hmm. where it has like these claw marks through it and it looks like you're naked underneath. It's a really cool outfit. I was surprised that Raja wasn't more kind of vocal during the picking, uh, like had not raised her hand and go, me, right. I want that one. I thought it was kind of mean that she was picked last too. I'm sticking up for Raja. But do you think it was a strategy though to make Raja uh, last? On the Vivian's part? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. On all the queens, because someone could have picked her. Right, right. I mean, this week, there's a lot of queens who sew. There's Raja. She makes stuff. Shay makes stuff. Yep. Trinity, Trinity makes stuff. The Vivian. And Jada. And Evie is very crafty. I think the only person who really doesn't sew in this challenge out of all eight is Jinx. Jinx hot, hot glue. Everything. 
<laughs> Jinx Hot Glue Monsoon. That's what I called it. This episode. Hot glue. Hot glue. I asked my husband, we were watching together, and I said, does that work? Does that work? <laughs> like, can you really hot glue a dress together? And he goes, and he said, it'll work, but it's not going to last. At some point, it's going to disintegrate. It's just there for yeah. the time being. Well, what was important was that Rue didn't want them to copy the look. He wanted them to use it as inspiration for their own imagination. So he's basically mm. like, do you, boo? Do you? You know. Right. So right. that was interesting. And that gave them creativity instead of trying to replicate an uh, actual look. Right. So it's kind of just a jumping off point. It's like inspired by mm-hmm. Lonnie Love. Yeah. Inspired by the wonderful RuPaul. So wouldn't it be great if there was like Night of a Thousand Lonnies? Oh. Like if they <laughs> if they did like <laughs> You know how they did with Dolly Parton if there was like a tribute to you? You got drunk Lonnie, you got crying Lonnie, you got laughing Lonnie, you got mad Lonnie, you got cussing out my boyfriend James Lonnie. Oh yeah. All the different wigs, all your different hair, there could be turban Lonnie, there could be glittery Lonnie, and they'd all be wearing flats. You know what? Flats and gym shoes. Let me tell you, I had to guest host this week and I did 10 days. I had 10 days because the regular hosts were out and I had 10 different wigs. I know the executive producers are like, wait a minute, how many wigs do you have, honey? How many wigs do you have? I have over 75 wigs. I have wow. over 75 wigs. And they're all, wow. like, I, I already talked about how I, I yeah. store them and stuff like that. But yeah. what wigs do for me is that they give me character and they give me a variety. And I like mm-hmm. looking different, you know. Yeah. And I like matching my wigs with whatever my outfit. Like, if I have a collar, then right. I'll wear, like, a bob. Or if I don't have a collar and I maybe have a smooth outline, I will wear a long, straight hair. It just depends. And it just, right, to, for right. me, is something. It used to be a long time ago when people were ashamed to wear wigs. And now, Hmm. because I believe of drag race, because of fierce women that are out here saying, hey, we're going to do whatever we want to do. We're just going to wear wigs. I can have whatever hair I want. I can do whatever I want. And and it's a wig and it's my hair because I bought it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that your hair? Yes. I got the receipt. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Have you ever had a wig where you put it on and you felt so cute and then you saw it on camera and you were like, maybe that was a mistake. We're not going to wear this one again. Before I got my wigs made, like mm-hmm. if I would try to go and buy them like at a wig store, certain, you know, because you got to look at the hair and sometimes right. it's not real hair, it's fabric and it mm-hmm. could be too shiny on camera because you have all, right. like all the lights. You have to be very <gasps> oh. careful about that. Oh, yeah. You have to be very, very careful. Too shiny. So it looked like what? It looked like it a looked like you wearing plastic light. on top. Of it looked like a party city wig. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, party city or Bozo the Clown wig. It's like, it's, it's a lot happening. So thank goodness for wigs now. <laughs> and the improvement of through technology. So <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. John Stewart is back in the host chair at the Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on the Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to the Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And we're back. We went to the workroom prep day, okay? Yes. Yeah. Like you said, most of this episode was in the workroom. I actually mm-hmm. liked it. I mean, I liked it. I did too, because there wasn't a challenge with choreography or sketches that they had to prepare for. It was really kind of a chance to hang out with all the queens. Yes. And kind of get to know them personally. And again, I talked about this before. I think one of the best things about this season is that we're getting to know everybody so intimately because nobody's leaving. Right. And so this was a good way, like you said, to hang out with the mm-hmm. queens, get to see their personalities, kind of see what they're thinking. And the first right. thing was that Jinx <laughs> says that the Vivian <laughs> wasted his block on them because it's a design challenge. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you thought you was getting me. You wasted. Now somebody yeah. else is going to get a star. Right. And that's where that strategy, right. you know, came from. Yeah. You know, and Jinx was like, I'm not going to win this anyway, so I'm just going to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get a star. Mm-hmm. I think that having that pressure taken off of her really freed her up. And it was funny because Jinx got purple, which was the same design challenge, the last design challenge. She had purple <gasps> material as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was the That's same right. thing. Now, Trinity in the workroom, she, of course, wants to do a gown, but without a train. And I think mm-hmm. she got intimidated because everybody's like, yeah, he's doing a train. Honey, let me tell you something. Do a train. You look good in a train. You've got the yeah. ass for a train. You know how yeah. to carry that train. But I think yeah. she got a little intimidated by the other queens. Well, Raja kind of like said something on purpose, kind of to mm. sabotage her. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is like, Trinity was talking about it out loud and Raja kind of went, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's kind of like when uh, you're getting ready to go out and somebody's like, are, are you going to do your hair like that? Mm-hmm. Or... Are you sure you want to wear that dress? It kind of like, she kind of messed with her confidence. Definitely. And I was like, that's just strategy. Hey, it's a competition. Uh Because everybody knows that Trinity can throw down. Okay? Yeah. So they're trying to use whatever they need to try to one-up her. It might not seem fair, but it happens. That was Raja's version of, like, throwing marbles on the stairs, like in Showgirls. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Shay wants to flip the gown design upside down and put volume on the top half instead of making the volume of that beautiful dress that Rue had on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And also, Shay is going to hand paint the print. She's hand painting the print. She put up the fabric and recreated the print with paint. I can't even... I would be such a disaster at this. I would look like a mummy. Oh, my Like, I would just wrap... fabric around the dressing dummy. I would look like uh, like King Tut. I would look mummified. I'd be ridiculous. Okay. Now then, you know, RuPaul, while all of this is going on, Ru comes in to talk to the queens about their ideas and what the original looks mean to them. I thought that it was great to see Ru and Evie have a moment where Evie was talking about how she grew up and how his parents were not, you know, supportive. And um, Mm -hmm. it's those type Mm -hmm. of stories that you only get if you do an episode like this. Right. And that's why it's important sometimes because sometimes we think, oh, this is just great. It's fashion. It's this. But they're real true people and true feelings and stories. Mm -hmm. And this is the type of story that makes you love Drag Race. Sure. And it really makes you, you know, realize that we still have a long way to go in this country when it comes to accepting all people for who they are and who they love and who they believe in. So 
I, I just love that moment. I love know? that that's what you got out of it. It just made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> because Evie was like, I, this was my favorite dress of yours when I was in kindergarten. And I was like, I was living in New York City, in Brooklyn, and I had my own apartment when the video came on. Because I remember I, I worked on St. Mark's Place at a gay bar called Boy Bar. Mm-hmm. And it, they had a drag show there every Thursday at midnight. And RuPaul and Lady Bunny were the stars. They would come in and they would perform. So I remember I was working and then all of a sudden that supermodel video came out. And it was like somebody took RuPaul from the bar and all of a sudden she was on. <laughs> MTV and I was like what's happening because in the early 80s late 80s drag was still like a fringe thing yeah so to see it on MTV mm-hmm. in a mainstream way I remember as a queer person being shocked like oh my god there's mm-hmm. family on television there what are they gonna say about us mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> see I don't look at it like that I look at it as is history what I love yeah. about RuPaul they try to throw jokes about RuPaul's age and how mm-hmm. long he's been in the business honey mm-hmm. if it wasn't for RuPaul none of us would be around here nah, none nah. of us I mean the things that he has done yeah. and to remain so humble about yeah. it I just love it and I so I just love when they give Ru his flowers give it to my boo boo <laughs> Yeah, I love that expression. Give him the flowers. Give him the flowers. Now, okay, so while Rue is talking to everybody, Jinx realizes that they glued fabric to their corset without it being stretched on the mannequin. (laughs) That made me feel bad. That made me feel bad. She basically took a, a corset. It wasn't on the mannequin, and she glued the fabric to the corset. Now, a corset, when you're not in it, Uh is tiny. Right. Okay. (laughs) It's like a foot wide and so because she did it on that small corset when she tried to put it on it there was no way it had to fit so basically jinx had to start all over again oh my goodness yeah yeah you're supposed to put the corset on the mannequin i'm talking like i know a billion things about sewing (laughs) i don't but i do know that the corset was supposed to be on the mannequin we've had this discussion before you sew right you know how to make stuff I sew a little bit. Yeah, you made your own prom dress, you said. Yes, and it fell off. I was just like, jinx. (laughs) It just fell. It it lasted a good two hours. I'm jinx. That's why I relate so much. Was it glued? Was it a hot glue No, it was sewn, but I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of sewing I was doing, but the stitch, I should have double stitched it. It wasn't a very sturdy stitch. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) Single stitch. I didn't stitch it enough, you know what I mean? Now, Shay was nervous that they wouldn't finish because of the amount of work that they gave themselves because Shay built doing this hand painting and then yes. wanting to do all this rouge and ruffles. It was yeah. a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And guess who came and helped Shay? Trinity. Exactly. She helped everybody. Everybody. Because she was done early. I mean, it's like, I don't know how she does this, but she did it in one of the earlier episodes with that red dress with the cutouts on the side. Yeah. Like she was finished before everybody. I have a friend who got really, really far on Project Runway. His name is Nick Verios, and he teaches downtown at the Fashion Institute. He's a teacher, and he teaches pattern making. Mm-hmm. And so because he knows pattern making and he's an expert at it, he can make any dress in an hour. Really? Because he can cut out the patterns, figure out the math, cut out the pieces, sew it all together. He's amazing. And I, and I suspect that Trinity is like that as well. She's a seamstress. Because the dress that Trinity did, it was awesome. Unbelievable. It, it, unbelie- so to be able to finish that 
and then go around helping Monet, helping Shay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just also shows you Trinity's heart. That Trinity, yeah. she's a team player. And if she sees someone in trouble, she's going to help. Right. You don't get the feeling, because there are people like this, that when she goes around helping people like, you owe me, or right. remember this. Right. I mean, she does kind of joke around like, don't block me. But for the most part, she does have a big heart and is willing to help the other girls. And I really, I really like her for that. And while she was helping Monet, they started like whispering to each other. Yes. Like, who, yes. who do they think th- that they should block as an alliance? And Monet mm-hmm. thinks that it's either Evie or Jinx that should be blocked. And Trinity agrees that Evie should be blocked as well. I thought that was interesting. And I like to see them together because they are the twins. The twinners. The yeah. twinners. The- and Evie and Jada feel like they were next to be block because they both have two stars each oh Mm -hmm. yeah well you know that from a strategic standpoint go after who has the most yeah i mean it makes sense it's like look at the end of the day whoever has the most legendary stars is going to be the winner so Mm -hmm. you gotta get as many stars as you can there are not a lot Mm -hmm. of episodes left you got to start mm-hmm. thinking about the strategy of it. So we're halfway through. Halfway through. We're halfway through. And I was already starting to feel like, oh, <laughs> this is going to end sometime. <laughs> it's not just because I am the co-host of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast Ow. with Lonnie Love, that I'm saying this, but this has been one of my favorite seasons. It has. It has because there have been no misses. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, everything is entertaining. It's fashionable. Yeah. They're putting their all in this. Yeah. I like all the girls. I like that they like each other. I, I like, like that. the camaraderie. But every week, Alec, they trend. Like, I love seeing, you know, every yeah. week someone else trends. You know, they're all trending. And that's giving yeah. them their flowers in a way. So it's nice to see that, you know. Oh, there's that expression again, giving them their flowers. That's going to be the title of this episode for us. Giving them their flowers. Where does that expression come from? I absolutely love it. Tribute. It's like a tribute. Give them their flowers. Yes. We always say, you know, when people pass, they get flowers. In our community, the black community, we say, please give people their flowers while they're living. And so that's why we say that. So. Okay, well Give now... Give flowers let's... while they're living. I'm going to buy myself flowers right after this. <laughs> now let's go to the runway and see what the queens okay. created. All right. All righty. Okay, on all the episodes, the first one to come out, there was a New York Times article about RuPaul's Drag Race when it was really starting to take off. And they said, it's a drag race competition show where basically RuPaul wins every episode. <laughs> because... <laughs> Of these outfits that she wears on the runway. This, she came out. This is another Zaldi original. <sighs> it, it was like a pink crushed velvet. <sighs> and cut across the top half and into a slit. And in the middle of it, this huge gold chain <sighs> that went all the way to the floor. And again, this is one of those things that this isn't supposed to work. On paper, but on RuPaul, because she's seven feet tall and two pounds. <laughs> she's straight up and down. She's the supermodel of the world. And that beautiful blonde hair, the updo. Oh, it, so it was just great. wonderful. Just wonderful. The special guest judge, Betsy Johnson. Yeah. Oh, the designer. Yeah. It's nice to have a designer on the panel 
I was really Absolutely. I was excited about Betsy. Yeah. I love her dresses. I love her designs. They're always kind of quirky. So mm-hmm. I was excited to see, you know, mm-hmm. how she would judge the queens. Yeah. Betsy Johnson's specialty is kind of all of her looks are very playful. Mm-hmm. She kind of like was one of the first designers whose philosophy was let's not take fashion too seriously. Mm. It's supposed to be fun. So a lot of her looks were very clubby, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like fun. My aunt had a Betsy Johnson sweater dress that was so cute it was a very tight fitting sweater dress it was orange Mm. and it had purple pterodactyls on it (laughs) it was an orange dress with purple dinosaurs and it was so cute and it was high fashion but at the same time was very childlike i love betsy johnson's design she's very talented definitely and carson and michelle were also on this judge's table this week. Mm-hmm. The runway category mm-hmm. is legendary legend looks inspired by RuPaul. Okay, the very first one to come out was Evie Oddly. And of course she had the supermodel of the world look. And instead of making a dress, she turned it upside down. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Shay was talking about. She took the top part, which was kind of like a dark orange, and she turned it into palazzo pants. Or she referred to them as hakama pants, which is <laughs> what they wear in Aikido. And I only know that because my son was is a black belt in Aikido. Oh. So I took him to uh, martial arts every week. And then she took the tool part and she turned it into a sleeve. And she had like a pink corset. This is gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And Evie said that she was happy to be able to at least create pants for at least one of the challenges. So Mm -hmm. the Palazzo pants were just wonderful, beautiful. She did a great job. And the judges were really, really happy. Up next was the Vivian. The Vivian came out in the Despy Awards thing with the bunny ears. She stuck to the almost dark metallic gold look. But she turned it into an asymmetrical dress. So her legs are showing and the other half is spilling off of the other side. And she, I guess she wanted to put her own British spin on it. Yes. So she added these kind of platform Mary Janes to it. I wasn't crazy about the shoes. I didn't think that the shoes went. Yeah. But the face. The face (laughs) is great. Face was just beautiful. Yeah. You know. She's really talented. You don't ever talk about the things that you don't like. Is it because you're afraid of meeting somebody in a bar and get into a fight? Because I think you could hold your own. No, I if I really don't like something, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't like it. But right. I really enjoy looking at the different, because I know that this fits the Vivian. It's like, I yes. know I'm going to get a little bit of English. Mm-hmm. And that's just the culture that she's from. So right. I, I tend to like, if I really like something, I'm going to tell you I really like it. If I, I don't, I'm going to tell you too. But if it's okay, I'm like, okay. It's fine. I it's- love the dress. I just wasn't crazy about the platform, Mary Jane's. Have you been to London? Yes. Have you spent a lot of time there? Yes. So the fashion there is really, really cool. It's I love so the clothes. cool. You know, I love the people in London. So th- that's Me another too. thing too. And the Vivian is very cool and has a very wicked sense of humor. I like that. Very wicked sense of humor. Next up, we have Shea Coulee. I could not wait to see this because I was like, okay, I got to see this print. I got to see this outfit. How did she do, mm-hmm. Alex? She well, she. Uh, turned it upside down in the way that Evie Oddly did in that she took the print of the skirt, that pink leopard print, and she turned it into sleeves, into a shawl. And then she, uh, her bottom half, she has like pink leggings, bright pink leggings, and almost kind of like a black 
top, kind of like a Catwoman mm-hmm. top with gloves. I'm looking at this, and I can't believe she made it. I can't either. Like, she made this top, which is skin tight and belted. I mean, this was a lot of work, and I think it's very successful. She reminded me of a black Barbie doll. Yes. A black Barbie yes. doll. Her makeup was incredible. Her, mm-hmm. I mean, just the whole look. It felt fresh. Mm-hmm. It felt playful and fun. Do you remember when we were kids and the black Barbie <sighs> doll was just a white Barbie that they dyed black? <laughs> it was like <laughs> she had a white... Because there was no Filipino Barbie doll, so my sisters all got black Barbie dolls. They would all get, like, black Barbie dolls for Christmas. And it was basically a white Barbie that was dyed black. <laughs> and now the black Barbie dolls are gorgeous and they're come in all different shades. But, you know, we couldn't afford, like, the Mattel version of Barbie, mm. so we got, mm. like, the off-brand version. The, the of- off-brand <laughs> Barbie. It was uh, Farbie. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that, and the hair was all, like, it's like a little piece of cotton or something. It was dyed black. I was like, what is happening, Mom? Just don't give me this, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> up next, we have Trinity, season Your eight drag promo. Mom. My drag mom. Woo! She came okay. through all she really did. the way. Talk about it, Alec. I can't believe oh. she made this. She made a mermaid dress, <sighs> which is the most flattering shape. Oh. She took the idea of this baby doll dress and she turned it into a full-length gown. It mm. was in the same color. She had this blue tulle that gathered around her knees, went out. She looks like a Barbie, like those holiday Barbies that they sell yes. at Christmas time. She took the tulle and also put it at the top of the gloves. Of these uh-huh. Tiffany blue gloves at the top. So she has these like things sticking out. The proportions are absolutely gorgeous. Uh-huh. And she built herself a bow in the back. She yes. had a moment where she turned around and it fit her ass perfectly. perfectly. And this was the other thing of like Shay. If Shay's look was a lot of work, this was like... It takes like, remember like on Project Runway where they, the finalists go home for a month and they work for six weeks on their collections. Mm -hmm. This seems like one of those dresses that she'd worked on in six weeks. This was made in 48 hours. That shows you her talent, you know. Unbelievable. Up next was Raja, Born Naked promo. Okay. She wanted to do like a Beyond Thunderdome Mm -hmm. originally, like in the sketch. And this ended up looking more like a Coachella outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Like, she's like Burning Man out in the <laughs> desert. I I have so many friends who go to Burning Man, and I'm like, I don't like being hot. I don't like being sweaty and dirty. And it looks like everybody at Burning Man is hot, sweaty, and dirty. I'll never do it. But this was pretty cool. This was cool. And the thing about Raja is because her face is so beautiful. She had the hair with the pony going to the side. Makeup yes. was flawless. Mm-hmm. She can get away with wearing something like this because if if she you're can. not careful, it could look like just strings hanging <laughs> yeah. off a dress. But but she was able to, you know. Yeah, she did this distressed look at the top, and it almost looks like fringe, but it's these big braided fringe. It's really really beautiful. I noticed on this episode, like in the workroom, I was noticing how beautiful Raja is. Yes, like in the face, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This this man is beautiful. He has a beautiful face. And when she's made up on the runway, it's she becomes like you said earlier with your wigs, mm-hmm. when you put on a different wig, it, it adds to your personality, it gives you a character. Mm-hmm. I feel like with all these queens, they become superheroes when they're in drag. They become imbued with this different personality and Raja certainly brings that to the runway. And if I'm not wrong, Raja was the first Asian American to win. That's true. She was the first. She is from Indonesia. She is from Bali. Oh, 
That's why Very so interesting. Oh, just beautiful. Up next, here comes Jinx Hot Glue Monsoon. Now, when you say I don't say if I like something or not, okay. I did not like this. All right. And, and I want to know why. <laughs> I want to know why. Because I didn't like it either. <laughs> you know why. And I'm a huge Jinx fan. And I didn't like this. And Jinx, I have set to win. But mm-hmm. when I saw this, I was yeah. like, Ooh. Uh, this is the dog's dinner. <laughs> Describe it. Okay. She looks like... Okay, when I was a kid, I used to go to Disneyland. They had this show in Frontierland at the Golden Horseshoe Review. She looks like Miss Kitty from the Golden Horseshoe Review. She looks like a salon girl with one purple stocking. A saloon girl with one purple... It, it looks like... Like, it is this kind of like saloon girl look she even has a feather in her hair (laughs) she looks like one of the dancers from oklahoma which is fine but it's it looked kind of janky it didn't like the look (laughs) that she's aspiring to we're looking at the look side by side right now and rupaul in the australian thing looks like a supermodel yes and this looks like one of those memes that when you order something on the internet and when it arrives Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah what i ordered and what i got (laughs) and what i got yeah and then she did a weird lip she did like a very tiny lip i don't know why she did it it's jinx mine it's her creativity which i have nothing but admiration for i didn't love this us comedy girls we tend to not be fashionistas all the time (laughs) But, well, we're we're writers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a comedy person, you're a writer. You're always in your head. You're voicing scenarios and situations which you find amusing. This isn't her forte. It's okay, though. It's all it's right. It's okay. It wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. Right. And I actually, what I do like is the corset part. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm glad that she was able to fix the corset. And at least she had an outfit. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Up next, we had Jada, the VH1 Divas 2000, a tribute to Diana Ross. Ooh, yes. ooh, ooh. Oh, my gosh. The minute she turned the corner, I was like, this is it. This is it. This is she won. Um, I'm coming out. Mm. Yeah. She took the glitter part mm. of uh, the RuPaul dress in the middle, made it a full-length V-neck gown that with a plunging, plunging neckline and added a little fur shrug as an afterthought. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah, this this is what I'm going to wear in between the venue and my limo. That's the story (laughs) I got. She has big, big hair on top of slicked back. Her hair this season has been unbelievable. Yes. Like her wigs, I really love her wigs. And this kind of reminded me of like mahogany, mm-hmm. 70s Diana Ross, mm-hmm. kind of like yes. that kind of the Bob Mackie 70s. Yeah, disco era. But Absolutely beautiful. Talking about the hair, this is what I mean by having a wig that matches your actual outfit. You know, because you could say, oh, I'll just wear my hair back. I'll do something. No, you got the big hair because when you have a dress like this, you have to balance it with the hair. And that's exactly what Jada did. She did such a good job. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful gown. She knows what to do. (sighs) And I think she's the shortest out of all the girls. Mm -hmm. But whenever she comes out, her proportions, she looks taller. The wigs. I'm her biggest fan. She's amazing. And definitely when you compare Jada's dress with RuPaul's dress, she was able to take all the elements. Like RuPaul had this big 
furry cape around. Yes. And yes. so she made the small mm-hmm. shrug. And then mm-hmm. the gold that she had, uh, RuPaul yes. wore a sequence dress. She made it in all gold, like you said, the plunging. And it in was just in the big and then, hair. Yeah. And also it's in layers. Like it's she mm-hmm. did a column dress and it's different segments of the glitter thing going up. Uh, it's like Trinity. Like, I can't believe she made this. This is just incredible. And last but not least, Monet. <laughs> that face keeny. She's a face keeny monster. <laughs> it's a bodysuit. It's a bodysuit. Is that what it is? Which isn't easy to make. Right. Which isn't easy to make. It's a bodysuit. And she has this kind of multicolored corset with kind of this Care Bears pattern in it that repeats in the shoes. She's wearing the face kini. She added a top hat with feathers. And you know why? Because she had mentioned in the workroom that her Mm -hmm. head is a certain size. It's a large head. (laughs) And so in order to, you know, not make that head seem so big, which is really genius, she made the hat actually match with the bodysuit and the face and the makeup. Sometimes so. some men have really big heads. <laughs> like like some men have like a pot roast head. <laughs> so she you think she did Hilarious. it? She added the hat and the feathers to kind of minimize Yeah. I believe her. she did. Yeah, that, yeah. Which was genius. Because yeah. it looks yeah. like a full on costume. Yeah. Bianca Del Rio in an interview on YouTube once talked about her look. You know, why are her eyes so big? Why is her hair so high? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I did all of that to take away from the fact that I'm a man with a big nose. Wow. And a masculine face. And so all of the stuff around me, the hair going up high, mm-hmm. the gigantic eyes shrinks my face mm-hmm. so that it's more feminine. And I guess that's what Monet tried to do here. Well, and that's what I do. Like, I have linebacker shoulders. So what I you try do? to do, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like a football player in the back. I have this wide back. Back. So I try to put hair down so that it minimizes, and then I put some in the front. Well, you know what? You have done an amazing job. I could play for minimizing the your back because I've never noticed your back <laughs> before. See, that's, I've ne- no, I could. You've never for walked the into bears. a room, and I and I've never been like, "Geez, look at Lonnie loves." <laughs> back she's like oh, I, I, you've disguised it very well because i've never noticed oh, i love the it. size of your back we all know how to disguise you know yep. what we need to you know we'll be right back after this break john stewart is back in the host chair at the daily show which means he's also back in our ears on the daily show ears edition podcast you get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment politics sports and more from john and the team of correspondents and contributors the podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines listen to the daily show ears edition on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts And we're back. So the top two for the week were Trinity and Jada Essence Hall. Those were my two top choices. Me too. Me too. I was so happy. I was so happy to see that. So they had to do the lip sync. Trinity had on snake skin looking beautiful Mm -hmm. with that fire red hair. Jada Mm -hmm. had flames and checkers on and looking great. Yeah. They both had on cat suits with different different patterns on it. They were both amazing. Jada did that split where she slid across 
the stage mm-hmm. at the top of the number. Yeah. And then I got um, scared. I said, uh oh, because yeah. they were lip syncing to I Want Love by Jesse J. And Je- when she Jessie did the, the split, when Jada did that, I said, uh oh, you better do something, Trinity. Is that too soon? Do you think it was too soon in the beginning of the number? No, I thought, oh, uh, she's about to get fire. Because, uh, you know, depending on Trinity, if Trinity has on a really tight outfit, that's why I'm glad they mm. changed their outfits. She'll just stand there and just okay. move around. But she's got to match the energy of Jada. So when Jada right. did that, I was like, oh, Jada might Ooh, have it. going on? But then Trinity pulled through. Yes. She slid all the way across and her face went into Jada Essensol's butt. <laughs> I was like, how did she do that? She had perfect aim. She slid all the way across mm-hmm. and her face landed like right in front Straight of Jada's butt. There. I thought that was, yeah. And she won. She ended up winning the legendary legend star and neither one of them were blocked. So they both got it. Yep. Now Trinity has two and now Jada has three. Yep. Which goes back to Jinx not really thinking about who to block. So this is like now Jada has the three. Oh, right, because Jinx was the one who gave her her second star. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, Trinity has the platinum plunger power, mm-hmm. and she gives it to... I was like, who is she gonna give it to? Who mm-hmm. is she gonna give it mm-hmm. to? Because I'm like, it's anybody's guess. Yeah. But I yeah. knew she wasn't gonna give it to Monet because they have an alliance, and I believe that right. Trinity believes in that. She gave it to who? She gave it to Evie. Mm-hmm. She gave it to Evie, and Evie was like, oh! And then I, and she, Evie said the best thing. She was like, I'm gonna get you, bitch. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but if you remember, technically, Evie was given a star by Raja. Yes. Remember? And then yes. she won another star. So, in right. a way, it's kind of like one star was given to her. And in that episode, Evie was kind of like boasting, like, yeah, because right? she was kind of like, her uh, self-esteem was really up. So, I right? think Trinity right? did that to humble her a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, mm-hmm. So, And Monet and Trinity both said during the workroom that Evie should have been blocked. So, that's why right. Trinity probably kept her word and blocked Evie. And she also said that Jinx has been blocked so many times. <laughs> yeah. Jinx is the most blocked queen in this entire competition. Can I say I was just happy because I believe Trinity is very talented. Trinity has been helping everybody. She's mm-hmm. very sweet. She's been funny. She deserved yeah. this win. So, yeah. It's one yeah. Of those uh, in, in addition to the legendary legend star, she won $10,000. You get a tip of $10,000. So, what's your favorite moment of the show? My goodness. Favorite moment was the runway. I loved like paying homage to RuPaul and going back down memory lane with his looks. Yeah. My favorite was Trinity sliding when I was getting her face into Jada's butt. I thought that was a a real cliffhanger. My favorite queen from this episode. I'm split between the top two, Jada and Trinity. They just both really knocked me out. Yeah, definitely. Me too. You know, do you stand by your winner? We have our bet. Yes. I'm staying with Trinity. I've stayed with Trinity week after week. She's been up. She's been down. But I'm still sticking with my girl. I'm going to stick with Jinx. I think that (laughs) there's going to be a comedy 
challenge okay. coming next week. I'm going to stick to my plan. If there's if if it's nothing but sewing challenges for the rest of the episodes, I'm then I might be getting that mani pedi. <laughs> okay. Now we talk about this on every single episode of Squirrel Friends because we really do want to change the culture online and social media. Yes. If you talk about these girls online, remember they're human beings. They cry. They hurt. Yes. They have feelings. They've gone through a lot to be on the show. Show them love on the Twitter, on the Instagram. And they're working hard yeah. to entertain all of us. All of us. Yeah. They're working hard. So be nice to them and, and give them yes. some praise. Give them their flowers. Give them their flowers online, Lonnie. <laughs> Where can we give you flowers online on your social medias, Lonnie? Instagram, Comic Lonnie Love, and on Twitter, at Lonnie Love. And where can we give you your flowers, Alec? You can give me flowers on Instagram and Twitter. I love to hear from you. I don't have as many followers as Lonnie, but I'm hoping through this podcast <laughs> I can start to catch up. Now, if you like this episode, please rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Catch new episodes of All-Star Season 7 on Paramount+. Plus. Listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Alec and I will be back next Monday for an all-new episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See you soon. Bye! John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.